0: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. And donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're listening to Chris Smith on today's News Talk Radio.
1: TNT. G'day, good Welcome to the program. Good to have your company. This is January the ninth day, I'm broadcasting from Sydney, Australia. A very good morning, a very good evening, a very good day to you, wherever you may be. Gorgeous summer's day in Sydney, by the way. Yes, summer. And uh, 25 degrees, a little bit of wind, but not too much to worry about. I've been out in the sunshine. I've had my blast of vitamin D. I'm energised and we are ready to go. Shortly, the sheer hypocrisy of a major social media platform run by one of the big tech giants for those aged 13 and over. How is it that their scanning systems can pick up your free speech, wipe it, erase it, eradicate your account, and yet when it comes to selling drugs, illicit hard drugs, there is no system in place to get rid of those ads. We'll have an update on that story from yesterday. My special guest today will be independent journalist, author and West Point graduate, Joachim Hagopian, who's ready to pounce on the world's biggest stories today. And there's plenty to pick at. For instance, we've got the latest bombshell reports related to the Jeffrey Epstein empire with another alleged victim saying that there are sex tapes in existence that feature, among others, allegedly, Virgin boss Richard Branson. We've got trouble and strife facing President Joe Biden. We've got twists and turns in the war in the Middle East and uh, another major step for Ukraine in the war against Russia. My TNT colleague, former Federal MP and Libertarian Ross Cameron will begin a stint connected to the program on a regular basis today. I am so rapt about that. Very excited. Looking forward to sharing his intellect and wit on this program on a Tuesday. We've got uh, him coming on a little bit later in the program, and we'll be discussing Elon Musk's somewhat of a flimsy defence over allegations printed by the Wall Street Journal that he's been an avid drug taker as he runs SpaceX and formerly Twitter X, and some of the staff members are concerned about that. I don't know why they'd be concerned unless... It relates to what they're doing. How is it that his drug taking socially would be impacting on their jobs? Talk about getting stuck into the big fish. Um, We'll talk about the latest scaremongering over the COVID-19 wave. It's happening again. Mask mandates are coming back. Watch this unfold. We'll talk about this weekend's Taiwan election and the implications for the Pacific and the convenient censorship of Wikipedia to the advantage of a tyrannical regime in the Middle East. We'll talk about that. Plenty to jump on with Ross Cameron. Former police detective, libertarian, Christian, and conservative commentator Evelyn Ray will join us today. We'll talk about the idiocy of diversity quotas. It seems to be the corporate way nowadays that someone has to decide who takes seats on the board, but they've got to be representative of Minorities, not necessarily representative of the majority. Like, why would you elect someone to run a company that would be the best suited to that position? No, 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 no. The days of hiring the most equipped, well qualified person are gone in the world. That was yesterday. That's old news. Why would you run why would you hire someone that's good for the job? No, 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 no. It's about diversity and it's about representing minorities. Not representative of the community, representative of minorities. We'll talk about that idiocy. Uh, the truth about how many illegal entrants are crossing the southern border of the United States. We know exactly what's happening there. And the green quest to ban logging in the state of New South Wales in Australia. And uh, it's a page straight out of the Victorian book book of socialism. Let me tell you, Evelyn Ray, a little bit later on the program. And the talkback lines, they were very busy yesterday. We enjoy that. We like hearing from you. We like to get your feedback on various issues. And uh, we don't mind you setting the agenda. So you can do that from the United States or Canada on 1-888-201-6425. From the UK, where it's just gone 4am, 1026 And from Australia and New Zealand, 1-800-670-310. Let's get moving. Let's hear from you as well. This is Chris Smith broadcasting live on the Global News Talk Network, TNT.
0: Delivering the facts. The source I can trust. Today's News
1: Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. Well, with the year just nine days old... Can you believe that? It feels like it's been about five weeks. I already have a nomination, I'm happy to say, for the most hypocritical big tech giant in the world. And it's such an automatic selection. Back in 2019, I remember distinctly seeing, hearing Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and you may remember this as well. He stood at a podium in Georgetown University and staunchly defended free speech. Fantastic. He said, whether you like Facebook or not, we need to recognise what's at stake and come together to stand for free expression at this critical moment. He could have been a host on TNT. How appropriate were those words? It was a fabulous line in the sand for free speech. Well, finally, someone with real social, cultural and technological power had become one of us he was emerging as a warrior of free speech. And everyone praised Zuckerberg for coming out of his cocoon. He'd been very quiet up until then and defending free speech. Well, it only took 12 months, but under fire from the influential fear mongers in the government medical fraternity in the United States, Zuckerberg, the free speech warrior, became Zuckerberg, the government mouthpiece. As COVID-19 hit, what happened? The company reversed course on its free speech rhetoric, taking orders from agencies such as the FBI, the Department of Health and Human Services, and Anthony Fauci directly to clamp down on dissent, increasing penalties for users who shared what they determined was misinformation, and linking readers of any post related to COVID-19 to information from government sources. You probably received a lot of that bunkum. What Zuckerberg pathetically viewed as his duty to fight the world's pandemic was just a straight-out sellout. He dumped free speech for censorship, government control, and the persecution of American citizens. Zuckerberg even fell for the old communist control trick of those whose job it is to criticise government and government policy, opposition politicians being taken out as well Facebook stated that politicians, previously immune to many rules in terms of what they can post, would now be treated, like everyone else, as an enemy of the state. And of course, as we know, when Joe Biden came to power, what happened to Donald Trump? He was suspended indefinitely from Facebook, completing Zuckerberg's campaign to annihilate free speech, the First Amendment foundation stone of the American Constitution. Q. one of my viewers on today's news talk, Warwick, and he sent me a series of slides from Facebook from their marketplace section only last month, which showed how freely the illicit drug makers and drug distributors in our cities, in this case in Australia, were able to use the platform to sell their deadly stock, illicit drugs. Yesterday, he raised his discovery on the Talkback line.
2: Yes, I was looking at Marketplace, and this big uh, picture of a bowl of marijuana comes up. So I clicked it to see what it was because uh, I just wanted to see it. And then it came up, how can we help you today? And then uh, I said, what's your site about? And then they said, well, we
1: deliver marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamines, tablets, credit cards, counterfeit notes, everything, to your door or you can come pick it up all around Australia. So they are agents for everything kind of illicit, dangerous, illegal. It's quite an operation under the name Exotic House. So you don't have to be secretive about any of this anymore. You don't have to use some kind of you know, complex code or post in riddles In fact, you can freely advertise. Yes, literally ask for ad space, pay your way, get approval. It is that easy. Now, we all know that the wider internet is embraced by dealers and buyers, while large drug trading websites, though, like Dream Market or Silk Road, they have been shut down by law enforcement. Uh, Social media, though, has emerged by the sound of it as a flourishing new marketplace, made up of thousands of dealers who sell their illicit wares to individual buyers. Now, according to a police source of mine today, international drug manufacturers and distributors are now able to export drugs directly to users anywhere in the world. And therefore, they avoid the risky importation of large volumes of drugs, large importations that are very hard to hide and, of course, have significant penalties attached to them. The technology has led to a huge shift in the way drugs are moved around the world, creating a new standard for the illegal drug shipment industry. Don't tell me that Mark Zuckerberg does not know about that. But for a site open to anyone over 13 years of age to take paid bookings to advertise the sale of illicit drugs, when they continue to block your free speech, cancel your personal accounts, because you expressed free speech, you expressed an opinion, you fool. I'm sorry, it is grossly hypocritical. Now they do have rules for this, by the way, at least words, which makes it even more unacceptable. In Facebook's set of rules, as stated by parent company Meta, it's prohibited to use the company's advertising services to sell illegal products or services. The company's website says that advertisements are reviewed primarily by automated computer systems before they run. Well, how is it that those same automated computer systems are easily able to determine the difference between misinformation and the truth, which would be a very difficult thing to do, but they can't work out what a drug ad looks like with pictures attached. They even have large images of the same drugs on the Exotic House website, but their computer systems can't recognise any of that. Now, as of today, the Exotic House ads were still easily found, even by yours truly, not on Marketplace, but I found them on their general Facebook account, Exotic House. You can look up that website now. Lots of wonderful photos of hash, cocaine, ecstasy, meth, all readily available if you start looking through the comments. Now, we have reached out to the New South Wales police to see whether they know about the exotic house ads or their page and what they intend to do about it. Someone's got to be in charge of this stuff. If Facebook decide that they won't, uh, that request has been lodged officially and we'll get an update on that, we're told, tomorrow. But back to the big tech giants. Now, while Zuckerberg seems to have no system in place, to bring down illicit drug sale ads that they approve on Facebook, um, Elon Musk at X is doing the opposite. He is doing all he can to stop the intervention by federal authorities to meddle in his sight. But it's not so easy anymore, of course, to get support from the US judiciary when it comes to protecting free speech. Free speech is an old way That the United States used to operate. An old foundation stone, not anymore. No, no, no. The Supreme Court day refused to hear an appeal by the social media giant X, which is challenging a ban on the company disclosing the number of times federal authorities sought surveillance of Americans and foreign nationals using the service. Musk had argued that the federal government's prohibition on the company disclosing the exact number of receipts of national security-related requests for surveillance of users was unconstitutional. Of course, it should be transparent. We should know about this. Elon Musk can't even get a hearing on this point. The public obviously can't handle the truth. You and I can't handle that truth. We cannot even find out how many times the Fed stick their nose in this stuff, your stuff. This is not the America I grew up to know and admire. It is disgraceful and it looks to me to be the beginning of the end of free speech. As for Mark Zuckerberg, you, my friend, win the 2024 award on the ninth day of the year for the most hypocritical corporate behaviour of this year. Now, we still have 356 days to go, but I can tell you he will take a lot of beating. This is TNT.
0: TNT Radio's James Freeman. We have new revised figures from the Office for
1: National Statistics showing that legal, that's not illegal, that's legal, net migration to the UK has witnessed one of the largest increases on record. Three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the UK in the space of just one year. A huge number that comes just three years after we left the European Union. Now, I didn't vote for Brexit um, because of immigration. I voted because of democracy, but millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country, which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want and vote for.
0: The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I
2: do a lot of free streaming.
0: TNTradio.live.
1: Now, this is not a first. It's certainly not a first, but it is something that's worth telling you about. A driver has crashed into an exterior gate at the White House earlier this evening, according to officials. Now, the New York Post is reporting that the collision took place around 6 p.m. and the driver of the vehicle was taken into custody according to Secret Service spokesperson Anthony guglami Now, can you just imagine how on edge or sensitive those security agents would be around the White House at the moment? As we'll play for you in a little while, you've got Joe Biden turning up to a church to address a meeting, and he was heckled, heckled about America's role in Gaza and its connection with Israel. That's how sensitive the issue is right across the world, let alone around the President of the United States, and so therefore a car comes crashing to the gate. Now, what I can tell you is that um, the statement said, we are investigating the cause and manner of the collision. As I say, it's not the first time it's happened. There are plenty of photos of what has occurred. Uh, President Biden was not at the White House at the time of the incident. The crash caused traffic delays at 15th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue and that's all we can tell you i'm just having a look at the photos now to give you some kind of indication of what's involved it looks to be some kind of suv um which may be or may not be any indication of the motive um but there were plenty in attendance and as you could imagine Uh, Everyone was put on high alert at the time. There is no such alert out now. They have the driver in custody. And as I'm being told here, um, there is no urgency or emergency outside of the White House. But there you go. And in these times when we've got war, which indirectly impact the Biden administration, you can imagine how sensitive incidents like this would be. Well, Try and get you information when it comes to hand. New Jersey is the winner of the most abandoned area of the United States, and it comes consecutive years. So for some reason, people are getting out of New Jersey. Maybe you can tell us the reason for that. Give us a call from the United States or Canada on one eight 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 two zero one, six four, two five. Why are they escaping? More than they're escaping California? I've got no idea. Well, a new round of court records from a lawsuit related to the late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein were released Monday. They include photos from an accuser, as well as an exhibit that mentions allegations she made about Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, and this is new to the portfolio, Virgin Chief Richard Branson. My next guest, author of Pedophilia, An Empire and Empire, Satan, Sodomy and the Deep State, will discuss this and much more. Joachim Hagopian is a West Point graduate, former army officer and author of Don't Let the Bastards Get You Down. As an independent journalist for over eight years, Joachim has written hundreds of articles for many news sites. He joins us live right now from Bali, Indonesia. Joachim Hagopian, welcome back to TNT. Good to see you again, Chris. Good to have you with us. How important is this new release on Monday of Epstein-related documents? And how significant now that we've got another major name in the bowl, as it were, which is Richard Branson. Uh, we haven't heard a response from Branson himself at this stage. Um, is any of this already known to you? Yes. Yeah,
2: it's it's in the books that I've written. Um, Actually, this is not significant at all. What this is, with Sarah Ransom having to backtrack and then apologize because what she initially presented didn't bear out, it was discredited, this is the cabal basically trying to put a witness out there that reneged on what they originally said to discredit all the people that have been victimized by the Epstein-Maxwell entrapment operation. So it's, it's basically pushed back by the cabal establishment to put doubt in the minds of the readers and, and people sorting through the documents. It's all smoke and mirrors. There's nothing that's gonna come out that's gonna result in a, an arrest, indictment, prosecution of any of those pedophiles that Epstein and Maxwell trial What about now, the existence of
1: videos? What's that? What about the existence of videos?
2: Well, there's a whole bunch out there I understand. Uh, if they come forth, we got the evidence, but they haven't yet. Uh, just these unredacted documents aren't going to do anything. It's all smoke and mirrors so that the problem goes away. Mm. They're trying to put a closure to it you know absolutely nothing's going to happen until one of those tapes and all we need is one that's authenticated uh and we're we're rolling because there's the evidence uh but if that doesn't happen this whole thing's going away
1: that where are the tapes and will they ever be released
2: uh, you know i i hope they do i know that there's more than one out there and and you know, supposedly, John McAfee, the computer guy uh, had tapes. um, And, you know, we know that, you know, he supposedly died in the Spain jail, but you know, there's doubt about that. So yeah, I mean, uh, until that happens, I, I can't really say whether I mean, with all the history, and I've done all the research on all the scandals around the world, basically, when it comes to pedophilia. So far, no, the evidence does not come out. The indictments and the prosecution and the arre- uh, arrests and, and imprisonment of all the pedophiles of any kind of stature at all, all over the world, has not happened. It's his- the history is it never does. They always cover it up. So I'm not optimistic, but I'm very hopeful.
1: Interesting insight, great insight. I've got to take a quick break for news. I'll be back with you, Joachim, in just a second. News on TNT. Come
0: on. Here's what's making news. TNT Radio News.
1: Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. US President Joe Biden has been heckled by Palestinian activists demanding a ceasefire in Gaza. America's top defence chief remains bedridden in hospital a week after being admitted to intensive care. A U.S. Navy sailor will spend the next two years in federal prison after confessing to selling military secrets to China. And Bangladesh's Prime Minister has become the country's longest-serving leader after winning a fifth term in office in the weekend's general election. On air
0: and on the app. I listen on the app.
1: Stay up to date around the clock. I listen,
0: therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: I've got Joachim Hagopian with me from Bali, Indonesia, the independent journalist. I'm interested when someone starts sifting through the networks of pedophilia, pedophiles and pedophilia and comes across the Epstein story and digs down into what occurred and what may not have occurred, where do you start? Um, like, from an outsider's point of view, I would find that the greatest challenge of any author.
2: Well... You know, I wrote five books on this topic, and I only use public domain material. So the material is out there. Uh, I did a lot of research tracing down all the articles. And here's a pattern of every pedophilia scandal. Initially, when it first breaks, you get maybe a week to two weeks where there might be some truth that's been discovered and exposed by media. Mm-hmm. But then it's covered up. And the, the media then plays the game that goes along with what they're told, which is to continue to cover everything up. And, and therefore, when, you know, the UK goes into, you know, the two, three year long investigation of all the pedophilia in that country, nothing ever comes out of it. And, and the same thing with, with this. This is just all smoke and mirrors. There's not going to be any indictments or any kind of prosecution. This is the sad part. But finally, I believe, yes, someday, maybe, uh, a tape will come, and it'll be authenticated, and we can go from there. But I I wrote recently how I, when they first found out in 2011, it was after Jimmy Savile, who was the worst pedophile of UK history. Yep, And he was also the supplier to the elites of children in the UK for over 50 years. And the pattern is they wait until they die and then it comes out and that's what happened with the uk and then even after you know that it came out about him and his implications with you know king charles the best buddy and all of this you know and prince andrew with epstein you know, i'm They're all in the thick of it, basically. I mean, we we have all the elites involved in this, and it's all about entrapment, you know, blackmail and bribery. They control all the governments.
1: Yeah. I want to move on to Joe Biden, Joe Biden who seems to be getting more mentally deficient by the day. But during a campaign speech on Monday, Joaquim at the Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina, The president was heckled by protesters calling out U.S. support of Israel's deadly operation against Hamas. Um, Have a listen to the audio.
2: Without the truth, there's no light. Without light, there's no path from this darkness. If you really care about the lives lost here,
0: then you should honour the lives lost and call for a
2: ceasefire in Palestine. Ceasefire! 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 That's all right. That's all right. That's She's
0: all right. By that's now. all
1: right. Gee, we've only had two appearances by Biden in 2024. Um, they've both been inadequate. This is a location that his people selected, and that's what happens. What does it tell you?
2: It tells us that. They're afraid to have him in front of a camera because every time there's a gap, every time he takes a spill, uh, he's so far gone. Hmm. There's a reason why the elites put him. They installed him with a stolen election in 2020. And there's a good reason for that because they wanted to humiliate the wealthiest country on earth. They want to denigrate so that America basically, is looked upon by the rest of the world as a total joke. I mean, the the Biden regime has no respect. And, of course, their agenda is they've alienated themselves with war in Ukraine and, of course, in the Middle East now. And they're backing Israel all the way, which is causing the whole world to turn against America and Israel.
1: Yeah. It's
2: all done on purpose, though.
1: Yeah, I've never seen the world turn on Israel like they have. And that particular heckling episode at a place as I say selected by Biden's staff indicates to me that Americans are more against the United States involvement in this war than ever before.
2: Yeah, um I I'm really concerned that uh because everything's escalating there. Mm. Now we have Hezbollah in a in a war now with Northern uh, Israel and there have been you know, shelling back and forth. There's been airstrikes by Israel into Lebanon. They've taken out two of their Hamas leaders there now in the last week uh, in, in Lebanon. Uh, so this war isn't just a Hamas-Israel war anymore. It's now with Hezbollah. And Hezbollah has a stronger military Than Israel. And you take Israel, split them between trying to go after the Gaza Hamas and the Hezbollah, they're not going to win. It's not, so it it can explode into World War III like we feared.
1: Yeah. Uh, And Hezbollah has intensified its attacks on northern Israel because, as many people probably know, um, Hezbollah's elite special forces unit, the senior commander of that unit was killed. In, in Israeli airstrike in southern Lebanon. Uh, Hezbollah's military media office confirmed the death on Monday of Wizam al-Tawil, deputy head of the group secretive Radwan Commando Unit. And then you've got Iran, Joachim, and I just feel that the axis of Iran, Russia, China, to a lesser degree North Korea, is something we can't even contemplate.
2: If it amounts to a conflict a military conflict between those countries and the u.s and west we're all finished it's done we, we will the west will not win if it stays conventional and of course the whole earth loses if it goes beyond that so yeah we're, we're in a real mess and they're just taking it right to the limit i For a long time, I always felt like, well, they want to keep the whole world population scared because when they're scared, they follow orders. They do what they're told. Uh, So that's been a long time strategy of the elites putting uh, the basically terrorism, terrorizing the world population. Uh, However, there's inching closer and closer to the bigger conflict in the Middle East. It's a powder keg ready to blow.
1: Let's go to Eastern Europe and Ukraine, the Ukrainian president is so desperate to get boots on the ground. We know of the recruitment of people who are disabled, those who can't even swim, um, younger children, I'm talking about teenagers, women, and now um, they're considering the possibility of slapping banking restrictions on Ukrainians who evade military service. Um, Do you expect numerous frozen Ukrainian bank accounts to occur from here?
2: They are so desperate, they will freeze anything. They're going to probably start printing up fiat money that's not going to be worth anything. They're desperate because the money from Europe and America is not coming in like it did for two years. Uh, and, and basically, it's a matter of, of a few months you know, before it's done. Russia, Putin could have ended the war very early. He had that kind of military strength. And the factories of weapons ma- manufacturing and the munitions—they're going twenty-four hours a day. No other country on earth that has that capacity. Uh, so, but it's a war of attrition. From his point of view, he's tried to minimize the sacrifice of human life. He's had to go against because they keep sending the the fodder, the cannon fodder of of. Anybody that they can get into a Ukraine uniform, including women now and men, 60s and then probably in the 70s now, they are so desperate. So yeah, it's I think it's just a matter of time. The war of attrition is weighing it down. They have no weapons, they have no money, they have no military. Uh they they uh what a half a million soldiers in Ukraine are dead. Uh and, and way more than that have been injured permanently. So It's just a a horrible genocide going on there
1: as well. So all of a sudden, sometime in 2024, you expect that NATO in the United States has to admit defeat?
2: It'll happen, yeah. It's going to be on Russian terms because they cannot trust America. America has reneged every agreement they've ever made with Russia. He cannot trust Russia. He cannot trust Ukraine, the puppet. So, yeah, it's going to be on Russian terms, and it will be this year, and I I predict that it will be over this year.
1: Now, I want to raise the name Joe Biden once again, uh, mainly because while we've been focusing on Gaza Strip and the Middle East, we've taken our eyes off the border, and we've taken our eyes off the influence, the illegal entrance of so many um, asylum seekers or purely economic asylum seekers have had on various cities around the United States. Um, it's no secret that Biden has this open policy when it comes to the southern border. And there are so many states who are yelling and screaming from the rooftops about it. But it's interesting to note, um, if you go back in time, Joaquin uh, he, he was playing and saying the right things when it came to border control. Have a listen to this recording from 2007.
2: It makes sense that no great nation can be in a position where they can't control their borders. It matters how you control your borders, not just for immigration, but it matters for drugs, terror, a whole range of other things.
1: Doesn't that make him look pathetic? He has dropped the ball in all the facets that he mentioned in 2007 were essential for good governance.
2: Well, it's not the same man. They got an imposter in there right now. That's not really the Joe Biden of 2007. Um, so, I mean, his voice is different. The earlobes are different. I mean, it's already been proven. It's it's a fake. It's an imposter. Uh, so... But anyway, an imposter that just does what he's told by his higher-ups, and his higher-ups are the elites, you know, the Rothschild, Rockefeller, royal family. You know, those people are calling all the shots. Mm. And their big thing now is to flood, your, and has been for the last decade, has been to flood Europe and North America with immigrants, to overload the system. and uh, And what? It's like 10 million this last month, uh, another 10 million or 6 million, 8 million. I mean, it piles up. And yeah. uh, the system will will not be able to ha- handle. And they're bringing in sleeper cells so they can be activated at any time. There's going to be, I predict there probably will be a, a civil war in America. They will declare national emergency. And that election in November, no, it's not going to happen. That's been my view all along.
1: Well, hang on. This it's is this is matter. my last question. What's that. your prediction? Look in your crystal ball for 2024. What happens in November?
2: I think it's going to be chaos. I think there's going to be uh, perhaps a civil war. It may break out to that level of a civil war. Um, and, uh, and at the same time, there could be world war. I mean, it could, it could be from both ends. Uh, worldwide and in, in America. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. The Democrats know that they're not legit and they're everybody hates them. Uh, and they, they cannot have an election. And, and because, you know, it, even if they try and fix the election like they have in the last few, uh, it, it won't go. Uh, and there will be only more civil war if that happens again. So, yeah, it looks bad.
1: All right. A conflicted and uh, very complex year ahead. Mate, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Chris.
1: Okay, Joachim Hagopian, uh, independent journalist and author of Don't Let the Bastards Get You Down. Great to get his analysis on uh, so many fields of politics and uh, international diplomacy. And interesting to hear what he has to say about November in the United States, where we actually won't have an election, according to him. Um, the seeds of conflict in the United States over border control, over immigration, etc. It is brewing. Uh, if what are you saying is right, you've got all the elements brewing at the moment. Um, and whether it can simmer to make way for an election, well, we don't know until we get there. We'll see. I'll take a break and take your calls on our talkback lines. Uh, be part of the program. Let's hear what you've got to say on TNT.
3: Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries. Stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life saving work at helpheart.org.
0: When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost. The International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org
1: you're listening to chris smith
0: on today's news talk radio
1: tnt you know you hear a lot of community advertisements on this particular network and we try and do our bit whether it's for australian charities whether it's for um, excellent causes in the united states or the uk especially when it comes to vaccine warnings etc to try and get a message across that could be helpful to our listeners and our viewers Well, I've just come across, thanks to one of my fabulous viewers, um, a Woke Free commercial. It's a community service announcement about basically getting back to work, Uh, not being afraid to go to work, not staying at home, um, taking on the world in all its uh, raw attitudes in the workplace. That is Stop being woke. And I had to play it for you. It's got pictures, et cetera. So you can see who uh, presents this ad. They are children. And they are children on purpose because we're trying to say, get back into the workplace, toughen up, and handle the difficulties and the conflicts that come with working in a workplace instead of hiding at home. Now, I'm not necessarily saying in general, You can't work from home. And if you do, it's wrong. Because whenever I suggest that getting back to work is a good thing, people who stay at home suggest that I'm wrong, that it's uh, productive to be at home. And I understand all of that. I get it. I do most of my work from home. But I'm telling you, too, that we need to stand up, get back into the workplace, and be productive again. You cannot be productive separated from work colleagues. I don't care what kind of Zoom controls you've got. I don't care what kind of meetings you do. you know, through Google Meets or whatever, accidental productivity occurs when you mix with other human beings. I've seen it. I've worked long enough to know it and understand it. So have a watch, have a view, have a look, have a listen to whatever way you listen to TNT, have a look at this particular commercial. And I hope somewhere, someday it's played everywhere for people to see. Have a look.
2: When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like, rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather,
1: How good is that? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Of course, it's time to grow up and get back to work. Although Warwick says on our chat box, I want to hide at home because the world is full of freaks. (laughs) Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm wrong. But you've got to get back to work. The idea of working from home is so primitive. And look, it may work effectively. And I know from certain employers that I've spoken about, it does, but not in general. Not in general. Get back to work where we can be productive. Now, we were talking a little earlier about COVID fear mongering, which I'll uh, focus on a little bit further next hour on the program with Ross Cameron. But, you know, our health is something that we've had to confront during the pandemic. And What we're being told by governments, we have really scrutinised to the nth degree, which is a very good thing. And it's being scrutinised further thanks to a research document done by Columbia University that I want to bring you right now. A bottle of water can contain a quarter of a million pieces of plastic, a new study has found. Now, they're not pieces of plastic that we can see but they're pieces of plastic nonetheless. Scientists have found a new category of plastic pollution called nanoparticles, which are created when microplastics break down even further. They become nanoparticles. Now, it had previously been impossible to tell how many particles smaller than one micron, that's one 70th, 70th of the width of a human hair, one 70th of the width of a human hair are in water due to analytical restrictions. However, a technique developed by Columbia University has shown that the actual amount of plastic pieces floating in water is up to 100 times more than previously thought when including nanoplastic particles. A standard litre of water contains 240,000 detectable plastic shards data has now shown, with the number possibly being as high as 370,000. Nine in 10 of the plastics are nanoplastics, and therefore smaller than one micrometre or micron, which is one millionth of a metre, or one of an inch. Can you fathom that? Hard to fathom, isn't it? A 2018 study found that uh, there was 325 nanoparticles per litre, but this estimate has been revised upwards. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. 370,000 possibly from 325, full stop. Um, Scientists targeted seven common types of plastic polymer and fired lasers at them to detect the mass and amount of nanoparticles in a volume of water. That's how they did it. Now, PET or polyethylene particles were commonly seen in plastics, which is the same material used to make plastic bottles. It is thought the tiny pieces of that material break away and become eventually these nanoparticles. These are plastics that we can't see. A Columbia graduate student in chemistry who was the lead author of this study, by the way, said, it is not totally unexpected to find as much of this stuff as we did. The idea is that the smaller things get, the more of them there are. The real amount of plastic in water, however, may be much higher than this. As the team say, the seven types of plastic only account for about 10% of all plastics found. How mind-boggling is that? It is possible the true extent of water pollution is millions of nanoparticles per litre they warn. now that to me cries out for someone who can possibly tell us a little bit more about what impact that that's having on our health and quite often and I I hear this all the time about how uh carbon monoxide the stuff that comes out of the back of your exhaust how plastics and the consumption of both have made an impact on the cases of cancer worldwide. And that could be true. We're yet to prove that. But when you hear a study like that, and you think about the numbers of chemicals, and these are hard chemicals that have been broken down into nanoparticles, when you consider how much of that we may be absorbing into our body, of course, it's going to disrupt our natural biology and create nasties. And maybe those nasties result in carbon um, I noticed that Tom Thorpe has sent me a note on the chat box to say use a Berkey carbon filter to filter your water now I knew someone would say that but the problem is these are so tiny what is that one 25 thousandth of an inch that's that's incredible 170 170th of a hair particle. That's how small they are. They won't be caught in your carbon fiber. I'm sorry, Tom. They won't be caught in your carbon fiber. We would not have a conduit to use or a product to use to get hold of nan- nanoparticles. Um, That would be uh, exactly the way it is. Now, next hour on the program, don't go anywhere because I do want to catch up with the one and only Ross Cameron, the former federal politician in Australia who's going to have a stack to say today. We're going to talk to Ross um, about Elon Musk and his reaction to an article published by the Wall Street Journal this week that quoted some of the staff at X and at SpaceX who were extremely concerned about the impact on the businesses because of Elon Musk's drug taking. And he's had a couple of things to say about that. I'll tell you what he's had to say and uh, we'll get Ross's answer. input on all of that. I'm a biased critic of Wikipedia, but we understand today from various stories that are circulating that Wikipedia is being changed. It is being censored to remove some of the human atrocities that the Iranian government have committed over the last few decades. Manipulated, in other words. Why would that be, I wonder? We'll talk about that. And Taiwan goes to the polls. This weekend, you can only think that China and Beijing would have their eyes closely focused on what happens in Taipei coming up on Saturday. We'll get uh, the impact of that election and uh, what the outcome might be from Ross as we catch up with him. We'll do so regularly each and every Tuesday. And I look forward to his input on the program, his intellect and wit is second to none. We'll get to Ross next hour. Don't go anywhere. This is Chris Smith on TNT.